Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Band of Brothers. is great. I loved it a lot more than I did the first one. Because the first one, while it was very, very good, uh, it was very much place-setting. It was very much getting familiarized with the characters, easing us into a sense of security. It was very much... It was very much the ramp-up to the actual wartime scenarios, which is what you watch a war series for, <laughs> which is what you watch a series about World War II for, is the actual wartime scenarios. The first episode spent like an hour and ten minutes building up to that point. Now we're actually at that point, and shit's kicking off, and it's amazing, and it's really, really well handled, and I'm loving Every single second of it. Uh, Whereas the first episode felt like very much a slow burn. Felt like maybe it was longer than it needed to be. This felt, to the point, very purposeful. Everything felt like it was there for a reason. And everything felt like it had this impact. And I'm going to keep comparing this to the first episode. Because why the hell not? Whereas that first episode was very much rigid, structured, and safe, because that's a lot of, from what I understand, what basic training is. It is rigid, structured, and safe. 
But now, we're actually getting into the wartime scenarios. We're actually getting into D-Day and all that. And it is purely, from beginning to end, chaos and horror. Like, right from the start. Right from that incredible, incredible opening sequence. uh, With the planes, and with them all getting shot down, and... Uh, all the paratroopers trying to, like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out as fast as possible. And just start their descent. That whole sequence is thrilling. It is tense. Uh, at times it is horrifying. It is deeply impactful. Uh, especially when you got to that moment where... The engine on that one plane just lit on fire... And then eventually, like, burned and burned and burned until it exploded. And it was kind of like this realization on the pilots of, like, Oh, we're screwed. Like, just moments like that are kind of why I enjoy war movies and war shows. Like, I like films and television shows like this that do not glamorize war Uh, Do not fetishize war and very much show it off for the chaotic situation, the chaotic trauma that it is. Like, there is a lot of chaotic moments here. There's a lot of traumatizing moments here. And it is so, so brilliantly handled. But going back to that opening sequence, going back to that jump sequence. First off, if you consider that this is HBO in the early 2000s. Before the golden age of television really took off, and before television ended up getting an insane amount of resources. If you consider all that, damn, this looks good. (laughs) If you consider all of that, holy shit, this looks amazing. Like, they did, they were working on a pre television golden age television budget. And for that, it looks incredible. For that, this whole sequence looks extraordinary. Uh, But they brought this aerial battle to life so, so freaking well. And then eventually they get to the ground. And it turns out, well, uh, oh shit, uh, our plan went out the window immediately. We meant to drop in a very specific place. And now we are off course, and we got completely lost, and we don't know where we are, and we're just, like, hiking seven kilometers because... Oops. We're hiking seven kilometers to the objective and going on this long little walk, going on this long trek... Uh, occasionally getting into ambushes, occasionally, like, killing some Germans along the way. But more often than not, it just ends up being a case of that opening assault was so chaotic and scattered everyone so much. And and keep in mind, there's a bunch of Easy Company we do not see in this episode. There are sections of Easy Company that just don't feature in this hour at all. Because they're just somewhere else. They're just somewhere else. Because 
all of the easy companies scattered to the wind, and they're not all in the same place like they intended to be. And so, basically, a lot of this episode ends up being restructuring. A lot of this episode ends up being picking up the pieces from that catastrophic first assault, from that catastrophic first attack, uh, where everyone sort of went all over the place. Uh, Eventually, large sections of Easy Company reunite, but it's still not everyone. It's still not all of that group. There are still chunks of that group missing. And we have no idea where they are. We have no idea where they ended up. We have no idea what they've been doing. Or if they're even alive. Because there are some people who are just flat out dead. Uh, In fact, the commanding officer of Easy Company. Very much missing. Almost certainly dead. And now it's a whole thing of, like, I guess Winters is commanding officer now? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm not ready for that at all, but I guess I'm in charge. Hoo boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I-, I also should mention this one scene where they just come across a bunch of brutally murdered corpses, a bunch of brutally murdered U.S. Army corpses. And then they just look at it in horror for a second. And then they're like, well, you need supplies and ammo, now's the time to get it. And then just, like, loot, start looting the corpses. It's like this roller coaster of emotions where it's just like, oh, God. Well... Gotta move on. Uh, Because it's just that much of, like, you only have so much time to grieve when you're in, like, the middle of, like, this big occupation. When you're in the middle of this big battle and you don't know if someone's going to ambush you at any time. I mean, things are calm now, but next second, things, uh, things could go wrong. And also, you're kind of on a schedule. Uh, I also love this one scene. Where about the time that uh, Easy Company starts to reunite, certain sections of that group reunites. Uh, They find that a bunch of German soldiers have been captured. And one of Easy Company just goes over and talks to one of the German soldiers because this German soldier, just German quote-unquote soldier, actually grew up in America. And he has an American accent, he speaks English... And turns out, uh, I I guess his parents were German immigrants that were called back to Germany. Decided to go back to Germany uh, once the war started. And then their son signed up for the German army. So this is, for all intents and purposes, an American in the German army. And he's lumped in with all these other people. And they be- and he and this Easy Company dude become good friends. They establish this nice rapport. And then Easy Company dude, le- dude leaves. And immediately all of those prisoners get shot. Like immediately. And it's just this moment of like... Oh. This is not as black and white as we like to think it is. I mean, yes. 
the Nazis as a whole are evil, but there are human beings on the other side of this gunfire. Ooh. Like, it's this horrifying realization on this one dude's part. Uh, but then eventually, like, this episode culminates in this big operation involving taking out a bunch of cannons. Taking out a bunch of cannons that are causing the Navy difficulties. And it's this big, long, drawn-out sequence. It had to be, like, 10 to 15 minutes at least of just this massive assault on these cannons. This massive assault on this heavy-duty weaponry. And it is so well handled. It is so perfectly done. It is really, really fantastic how they helm this sequence, where everything, like, feels like... It almost feels like, not necessarily a ticking clock, but, like, it feels very grandiose while also feeling uncinematic. And it feels very tense. Uh, They never do the thing where they play the fanfare of, yes, America is winning! Like, it's just, okay, no time to celebrate, no time to be afraid, no time to do anything, just, just do, just do. Like, no one's going, ah, we're doing terrible, or ah, we're doing great. Like, it's just like, shoot, 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 shoot. Blow up cannon, blow up cannon, blow up cannon. Hopefully this all leads up to a victory. But for the most part, it's like very, it's very matter of fact in how it is helmed. It is very matter of fact in how they portray this sequence. Uh, And there's a bunch of, like, side things. Uh, This one dude wants this specific gun that he thinks is real cool and is just searching German corpses for it because why the hell not? (laughs) One guy got shot in the ass and is complaining about it. And then there's also some tragedy in the midst of that ridiculousness, uh, this one dude that, uh, Winters had under his command got killed, uh, and there's a lot of tension building just in general, uh, but it is very, very well done, it is a really epic, really well done battle, uh, that I loved, I, I loved that whole sequence, I loved watching that, uh, that was probably my favorite part of the episode, quite honestly. Uh, it was just really, really well done and handled in a way that lesser shows and lesser movies, lesser stories of this genre would have handled much more cheaply, uh, much less matter-of-factly, uh, with much more cinematic flair that kind of cheapened the tension of everything. Like, this was just a better way to handle that whole deal. Uh, But I loved it. It was really, really great how they dealt with that whole deal. Uh, And uh, now they're just going to press on. 
Like, there's no real time to celebrate. There's no real time to be like, yeah, we're great. I mean, yeah, there is some downtime and they're cracking jokes and being like, oh my God, we're all, we're all friends. We're all enjoying this downtime when no one's shooting at us. Uh, we're eating dinner and complaining about it and blah, 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 blah. But there's not really like flat out celebration. There's not really relief. At the end of this episode, because you know, like, this downtime is fleeting, and then we're going to come back in the next episode, and immediately they're going to be doing more. (laughs) Immediately they're going to have to do other shit. Immediately they're going to have to go into more and more and more and more and more battles. Uh, So, yeah. Look forward to more of this. Again, because that's how war is. You basically do the same thing again and again and again until you win. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing episode three. Talk to you then.